recording studio at Wimberley Road, welcome to Extraordinary Joes, where we tell the extraordinary stories of ordinary people, just like you and me. Each week, we'll sit down with a special guest and hear the story of their life, career, and lessons they've learned along the way. After spending some time with our guest, you just might realize that your next extraordinary story is well within reach. Thank you so much for joining us today. Let's get started. Today's Extraordinary Joe is Jenna Starkey, an ICF accredited life, career, and fulfillment coach who specializes in helping high-achieving, heart-centered millennials discover fulfillment in their work and personal lives. She also recently received her certification in the Integrative Enneagram Assessment and is currently based in Seattle, Washington. You can learn more about Jenna at her website, jennamstarkey.com, or by staying tuned to the pod. Okay, Jenna, we're going to dive right in with our rapid fire questions. If you are ready. I'm ready. All right. If you could go back in time and change any event in world history or your history, what would it be? Ooh, <laughs> you, you're really starting out. I'm yeah, coming in with fire. a bang. <laughs> you know, I'm really not one to want to change anything. I really live with no sure. regrets, but immediately the first thing that comes to mind is like save Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Does that, is that qualified? That, that, there's no wrong answers in rapid fire. Okay. All right. Coffee or one. tea? Both. Both. Nice. Black coffee, creamer, sugar? I like oat milk. Oat milk? Mm-hmm. I've never heard of oat milk. It's better for the environment. I like almond milk because it's non-dairy, but almond milk is not very good for the environment. So oat milk is... It has like, it's also non-dairy, but it tastes good with coffee. Similar taste. All right. Yeah. Um, animal you most fear. Whoa. I think a grizzly bear. Really? Have you had a grizzly encounter or you're just. I have. Yeah. Have you really? I've seen them before. Yeah. I saw one in Montana and then I saw one in, in California camping. They freak me out. <laughs> or just like at and a distance or like? What? When I was a little girl, a, a grizzly bear climbed on top of my dad's uh, Ford Explorer and left some like big paw no way. marks and it really like left a lasting impression on me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, favorite childhood television show? Oh, oh, this is embarrassing, but I used to be obsessed with Barney. Really? <laughs> Barney. Yes. I did because okay. I I was one of those weird kids that liked um didn't like cartoons. I think it's like kind of reflective of my obsession with real human life now. Yeah. You know? Um, but I loved that the kids were real and they play, like had all these like fantasy adventures. So yeah, there we go. Barney. Barney. All right. Okay, I'm not sure about this one, but um Maverick, Goose, or Iceman. Whoa. I think I like Goose. Okay. Good answer. <laughs> um, your last or favorite concert attended? Oh, oh man! I went to um, see Brittany Howard at the Moore Theater in Seattle. Okay, I love this question because I'm a big concert freak. Um, but she was the lead singer of Alabama Shakes. Okay, and now she's doing her own solo stuff, and she is going to be a legend. So watch out for Brittany really? Howard. Mm -hmm. Oh. Her new album is amazing. Yeah. Um, really Brittany good. Howard? Is that the name? Yeah, Brittany Howard. She was the um, lead singer for Alabama Shakes. 
All right, we'll we'll plug her in the show notes. And my wife and I, my yes. wife got me tickets to the Avett Brothers recently. Oh, I love Avett Brothers. Um, and I wasn't sure that I was cool enough to go to a concert, but it was it was tons of fun. Um, yeah, they were you really are good. definitely cool enough to go to a concert. <laughs> are you kidding me? You kidding me? Um, okay, let's see. Uh, okay, hot, regular, or no yoga? Wow. Oh man, I used to only like to do like 95 degree yoga, like vinyasa flow, but I got my teacher certification last year in a room with no heat. Um, so I'm going to go no heat these days. No heat. Is it called, um, I had a, I had a Bikram. Well, I had another yoga instructor on, um, last session and there was a debate on, is it called cold yoga or regular yoga or just yoga if it's not hot? Well, there's a variety. So Bikram yoga is like really hot, like over 100 degrees hot, which I've always hated. It just makes me want to faint. Um, yeah. But there's a lot of like typical regular vinyasa flow that's like maybe 90 degrees, 85 even, 85, 90. Right. Which is like, um, yeah, they're just sort of, there's so many different variations. Does it, because there's no heat doesn't mean it's not real yoga. No, yeah, no doubt. I just, I guess you either... I, around here, I've either heard like I'm either going to yoga or I'm going to hot yoga. It's kind of split into. I guess I was just yeah. wondering if it's. I called... feel like hot yoga around here is considered like Bikram. Okay. All right. Um, small thing that makes you happy. Candles. Candles, nice. Uh, all Jenna wants for Christmas. My nephew. Your nephew. My baby nephew. Yeah. yeah I just want to. I have already spoiled him. There was literally like four presents wrapped right. <laughs> for him. I'm really excited. All right, Jenna, thanks for uh, playing along with Rapid Fire. And if you want to kick You're us welcome. off by um, introducing yourself to the audience, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. Um, I'm so excited to be here. So my name is Jenna Starkey, and I am a certified professional uh, ICF accredited coach. Um, I consider myself a fulfillment coach and really what a fulfillment coach is, is, is a life coach that focuses a lot on career fulfillment. Um, but really my number one priority is working with folks to align their values to their life so that they live a life that feels fulfilling to them. And I work with a lot of, um, really like heart centered, high achieving professionals. It started mostly with millennials, mostly millennial women in the beginning, and it really quickly evolved. So to simplify, I'm a fulfillment coach and I'm, uh, I'm based out of Seattle, but I'm from the San Francisco Bay area. Before I was a coach, I've worked as a coach for about five years. Before that I was, um, I, I like to consider myself like a human-centered communication strategist, so I did a lot of communications work, and I've always had a lifelong passion for um, like strength-based, positive psychology, personal leadership development, so that's always core to who I am. Um, I also recently got certified in the Integrative Enneagram, which is um, a personality assessment tool that I really love, and I also have my yoga certification. So that's me. Yeah. So you got a lot going. Yeah. Um, so can you take us to, uh, and I, I don't want to spend too much time on this because I really want to uh, dive into the sort of the ins and outs of coaching, but how did you get into this? Um, yeah. And, and not necessarily, um, you know, 
I was born and, and then this happened and this happened, but like what, what kind of led to this coaching career of yours? Oh, it's such a good question. And I really love to answer it because it was a journey, but there was always a thread, like since I was a little kid that led me to where I am now. And I now really clearly see it in retrospect, Um, right? Looking back. Yeah. Yeah. Like I always was a coach. Yeah. Um, and even when I told you earlier, like about being, I was, I've always been deeply, deeply curious about, um, the way people see the world one-on-one. I've always been fascinated by human life, um, in reality, you know? So I think that the, the very beginning of it was when my mom introduced me to the Enneagram, which is this personality typing assessment that is basically helps people identify their core motivations and blind spots in life. And I just grabbed onto it. I was like 10, 11 years old. And I would do these living room workshops with my friends. And I was always talking. I was just fascinated by it. And it wasn't until I got to um, college, I went to the University of Oregon when I was in the journalism school. And I was a public relations major. I was always um, fascinated about communications. But I didn't know what coaching was. And I did these living room workshops because I, I really felt like everyone in the PR world was so competitive and I just wanted to get along. So I would do these workshops with these people. And this is while you're in school, in college, in college. Yeah. I was always doing this sort of work that was like very coachy related, but it wasn't that. And until like maybe three, four years uh, after when I was just so burnt out from working in agency life and I just, I wanted to keep pivoting. So then I worked um, at a private school I was a communications director, but I worked one-on-one with faculty, alumni, students, and I was like, oh, I'm getting closer. But I still had not quite identified the thing that I wanted that like really lit me up. Um, I was like, there's something that is not quite right about this whole communications path that I'm on. Hey, Jenna, can and, I stop you? I don't, And I want to make sure we come back to that, but I, I'm afraid that I'll um, forget this. This, yeah. this um, uh, sort of phase and I'm, I'm making some assumptions so you just correct me if i'm wrong but this sort of phase that you're describing right now um yeah it that feels like to me where a lot of people uh, sort of abide uh not just out of college yes. and job too but this like man there's something here and i can't yes. put my finger on it um, yes okay so yep. i want to get your thoughts on it's and I know there's more than two options here, but it seems like you know to to make it real black and white, like you get either just super frustrated because you can't put your finger on it, and yeah. so you're yeah. like, what? I mean, there's something I yeah. can't figure it out. And then, to in my opinion, <clears throat> um, what happens is you know you wake up 30 years later and you never put your finger on it, and you and you may you just got yeah. frustrated and stopped, and you're like, well, this yeah. this this path works, you know, so I'm just gonna stick here. Um, or you figure it out. Um, can you offer your like thoughts on not just how you figured it out, but as a coach, where you see sort of the split and, and how people yeah. navigate that? Oh, it's such a good question. <laughs> well, I actually read a blog post kind of trying to speak to this. I think I'd always as a little kid was like, why aren't we talking about what really matters? So I'd, I've always kind of been a little rebellious about like, what is what is, you know, 
of this social path that I am on and why are we doing it? So I'd always kind of ask those questions like, why am I in school? Why am I, like, why am I not doing the things that like completely light me up? So I think for me personally, I think that's kind of unique. I've always questioned why we're doing things, but it wasn't until I actually, there was like a five week um, program that I signed up for um, General Assembly, which is this like education hub in San Francisco. And there was like a little, the title was um, Find Your Passion. Really? (laughs) And I was really allured by it. Um, And I don't think that I would have pivoted at, um, at that time without taking that class. So I, it was like a five week class where you were assigned a partner and the whole point of the of the class was to identify your passions and your values and like figure out what lights you up. And at the very end of the class, you got to present what you were passionate about, like a passion project. Mm. And it just gave me the space to really ask those questions. And I honestly think it, it would have, I would have gotten there, but it would have taken a lot longer without having gone through that, that time to really go, Whoa, my nine to five job is not really, lighting me up it's actually totally draining me and on paper it looks like it should and i think i was really close i felt a lot closer than a lot of other people but i felt guilty for for wanting to do something more until i took that class yeah and and then i had also like halfway through that class i started to really ask myself like okay how do i how do i start finding you know finding my path and i was um really, really committed to informational interviews. So I just started like interviewing everyone and their mom yeah. <laughs> about like well, trying to find why people were lit up in their jobs or not. And I, I ended up having a lot of great feedback about people who said, you know what, you should try out coaching. So I, I think it was that class that woke me up and just having the space to realize that I, I could find something that really lit me up. Right. But if I didn't give myself that space, I wouldn't have asked that question. Sure. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I'm, yeah totally. I mean, I, we can, um, I think there's so much more to discuss. Like what, what is the, what is the difference that you see as a coach from the people who sort of take that divergent path, if you will? I mean, I hate to say like the yeah. norm, but you know, the people who sort of, um, pursue the curiosity or the people who say, I can't put my finger on it or I'm just, I'm just going to hang tight. What's the difference between the two? Well, I think the first thought that comes to mind is there's some sort of fear that's bigger and in the way, Yeah. you know, than the desire to, or the willingness to take the leap. Yeah. You know? And I think for me, I, (laughs) <laughs> the biggest fear for me was my parents' disappointment. And by the way, they didn't speak to me for three months when I wow. quit my job to to get my coaching certification. So it ended up being really scary. Yeah. But I I think I told you earlier, I'm a little bit of a rebel. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I I got this, you know? And even and I just like had some sort of I, I was working with a coach at the time too. So she really helped me. But I think the difference is the fear is so great about one thing or another, whether it's money, like I think that's the really, really common block is just like 
survival right. instincts. Yeah. You know, I have to pay the bills. I have to provide for my family. The the financial risk is too great. Or what will people think of me? What if I fail? I mean, it's it's all just fear. But the difference really is the the sort of like cognitive moment of you know what screw it right it's worth it yeah I, so it's something in there and and i think some people just get lucky because they have um influences that help them say it's worth it you know they find like little i call them expanders people in your life who expand your structures of knowing just enough yeah so that that to me feels like the difference of most people who just stay on the path just don't have those expanders, they don't have that space to really go, you know what, I think that I can take this risk safely, right. you know? Yeah, and um, it's it's really interesting that one of the common themes that um, have come up in my sessions is um, just the concept of, of like doing, you know, these like micro yeah. actions. Um, and I don't know if that's a real thing, I just made the term, but like, you know, just small yeah. steps. and. Yeah. So there's a difference to me between like I'm quitting my job tomorrow and I'm just like going for it versus like right. like what you did where you, you just started interviewing people and yep. you learned stuff and you learned about yourself and you got more information and then um, you moved. Right. Um, so, man, this is awesome. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, so we're – and I mean – so for for the audience, like you and I worked together, uh, you were my coach, and um, it was an amazing experience. And uh, I, I mean, I, I'll get I'll gush about you more later. But um, to me, so like this is this is where a coach comes in, correct? I mean, or this is this yep. is let me rephrase that. This is an area in which a coach can really help. A hundred percent. Because people can't all, I was talking to a guy the other day and he's, and he said, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So the yeah. things that you can't see, you don't even know that you're not seeing them. So, um, can you talk through a little bit about yeah. how your, how the process works between coach and client to help sort of overcome some of these fears or even just recognize them when they can't see them so that they can start to take some of those small steps? Yeah. Well, I think I, I want to start by answering that question from the place of what my coach did to did for me five years ago, six years ago. It was really six years ago. Um, whew, it, what she did for me um, was give me the space to to see that my dreams were possible and meaningful. You know that I. Um, I could create a life that really um, a, like felt right and good to, to me. Right. You know, I think I was constantly looking to peers or my family or like, you know, people who are ahead of me, but they, they weren't really seeing me. And, yeah. and I just was making decisions based off of what I thought I should do. Yeah. And then when, when I started working with this coach, she said, no, what do you want? Right. <laughs> no, really, really, what do you want? And then she was able to reflect back to me, you you can have that if you want it. And I am here to help you think through some steps and let's just let life be an experiment. Yeah. And I just felt so seen and so heard and validated that like my dreams mattered, A, that like I was capable and that I had the strength to do it. Yeah. Right. So 
that experience is what inspired me to become a coach. And I think as a coach now, that's what I'm striving to give to others is like this deep belief that you can have the life that you want. Yeah. Do not let the world make, you know, make you believe anything otherwise. And so it's, it really is a simple framework. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't want to take, they have a mirror. Take a, I mean, mm -hmm. I don't want to, uh, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I man, the thing that, um, the thing that, that I wish I could do better as a coach of articulating and maybe this, um, podcast and, uh, an, an all-star like yourself can, can help with that. But Mm -hmm. is that, you know, when you, when you say you can have the life you want and you can, you know, it's not about, um, and for some people it may be, but it's not about like, well, if I want the Lamborghini or if I want the beach house or, I, you know, I just want to lay around, like, it's not about like superfluous, um, things as much as it is like, and again, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but for me, yeah, no, but like aligning you. your life with the things that you say are important. And, um, I just, man, it, I just wish, I wish more people, um, I wish people could, could see that some of the people who may, yeah. who may not, uh, be, or be curious about coaching and understand, like there is such power in yeah. not, not, Hey, what do you want? And let's get it. But like, who do you want to be and what matters and how can your life show right. that? Right. 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 So I ask a question. Sorry. I just got a little excited about the power of coaching. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. We share that. Yeah. We share that. I think what you're trying to say is like, how, how, how can we help people see the power of, of understanding values? Yeah. And I, I would have never known until I did it. Sure. It was actually in my, um, well, obviously working with that coach and those few sample sessions that I had run with her, but it wasn't until my coaching certification that I was like, whoa i get it and values are such a like a loaded word yeah. like some i've had some clients who are like i associate values with um religion or i associate values with like corporate you know mission and values or, or like there's this we 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 don't really value it, the word values doesn't really hold any substance until you actually start realizing like if you can define all of the things in your life that light you up the most right and you you put them into little buckets those are that those ways of being in the world are your north star towards total fulfillment sure. and it's an inside job it has nothing to do with stuff right 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 it's it's invisible ways of being that are right under your nose that we skip over and so when we have a, somebody who can pinpoint those ways of being that have felt invisible to you and say these are significant right pay attention you know? <laughs> this was yeah. what makes you you it's really makes the invisible visible yeah um man okay um <clears throat> great 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 okay so let's see so the 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 um the energy that you have as a as a coach is is to me is uh such a gift um to you, you and to you and your clients, but uh, I remember I called. Golly, what did I call about? Um, oh, I called about um, someone else's program that you had taken or something. Uh, but Jeremy's, Jeremy's program, yeah, yeah Jeremy's. Uh, wasn't a sort of a traditional dis Enrollment discovery session. Camp. It was just a, I was asking you curiosity questions about this program. Yeah, and I remember getting off the phone and just being like. 
like I wasn't really looking for a coach uh, and going, golly, like that is a coach. And she's just like, you can just feel the, um, mm. the energy and enthusiasm on a phone call. So um, I'm, I'm just continuing to be really impressed by that with you. And I'm curious if, um, did, did, did that come alive in you when you started coaching or is that something that you felt that's kind of like just been a part of you? Was it magnified through coaching? Um, what, what, what is it about that? Beautiful question. It's a beautiful question. I have always been really enthusiastic and I think people have always seen that I, I, I do have a lot of just natural propensity for joy. Sure. Oh, that's a great, <laughs> but, that's golly, that's a great way to say it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, my parents always said that I was like a really happy little kid and that's kind of been consistent through my life. However, that light was dim for a long time, yeah. you know, and I think what you felt on the phone was, was like me is, is I think me at my best, Yeah. you know, it's like the me I've always wanted to be like, I truly feel like finding coaching has allowed me to be exactly the person I want to be in the world. And I, I don't feel like coaching is a job. I feel like I get to just live my best life by um, helping people get the most out of their lives, you know, and I've, I'm such a one-on-one -on -one communicator. So what you hear is like a, a, a constant celebration of like living my best life and feeling like there's nothing in my way anymore. Yeah. It's awesome. Thank you. I feel like I just like want a weekly, a weekly chat just to like experience <laughs> We can it. have a weekly chat, Brian. <laughs> Um, Let's do this weekly. Yeah. Um, what would you say to someone who is a little bit skeptical about coaching and it feels a little bit like rah, rah, re and, you know, light a candle and, you know, meditate and I just don't, yeah. I don't want to get into all the, you know, um, cloudy you know, unicorn stuff and I just want, I want to take action and that just doesn't feel like it's going to help, you know, how would you, how would you respond to that hypothetical? Oof. Yeah. That I, I come up against that a lot. You know, uh, a lot of those people just, I can't convince. Yeah. That's a great I've kind of stopped yeah. trying to convince people or tell people things. Sure. <laughs> um, I usually say, try it. Or I say something along the lines of, you know, think about how we get in our way on a day-to-day -day basis cognitively. You know, I think having a coach is a lot like working with like a, a, a coach on a sports team, right. you know, or working with like, you know, um, executive professionals to support us in strategizing ways for that help us align our best self, you know, and, and from like a, just a practical you know, strategic point of view, like how, how do we, how do we define a roadmap that is just more effective and efficient? Right. I think coaching is like that. It helps us sort of like sharpen our toolbox cognitively so that we can, can move forward in a way that's super um, efficient. Yeah. So, but there are a lot of people who say I can do it myself. And I, and I think for those people, I can't convince you. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a whole lot I can do. Um, except by inviting them to try it. I wish that I had a better sort of um, sales pitch to those people, but the people who find it are oftentimes um, 
just there are oftentimes a lot of people who are super skeptical but end up moving towards coaching because they're so uh it feels more less raw raw and woo woo than therapy right <laughs> and they want their life to change yeah. and coaching can, is really grounded and um, it's about find, you know having accountability and coming up with a, a clear game plan based on goals and strategies so it's it's less woo woo and raw raw than a lot of other things but it's still if that feels too out there um then you're kind of on your own yeah well you know <laughs> also i mean there's you know this better than i do there are a, a myriad of different uh approaches and coaching options um and it, like my experience with you you know if you find a good coach um there's a there's an a, alliance that's designed at the onset of the of the uh the agreement right so you know you get mm -hmm. a little bit of a feel for what what someone's willing to do and how they want to approach this and you know hopefully if, if you move forward you can find some kind of common ground that fits the client and the coach's approach but um but like you and you and i when we were working together there's some there are some um and again this is a, not a blanket statement but with us there are there were some exercises where you know, you asked like, Hey, you, how do you feel about trying this out? And it was, it was yeah. a little, sometimes you might be like, uh, okay. You know, but, <laughs> but, but look after yes, it wasn't like session number one. Okay, Brian, here's what I need you to do. You know, um, at, there's right, a relationship right. built, there's trust built. Um, and then the ask is made, but it's, and again, it's not anything. Um, but just to give an example, well, what was the, um, the, Visual you may not have used the word hero, but uh, the captain exercise, right? So yeah, the captain. Quite a bit of visualization, and um, but man, so that 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 um, ask is made, you know, sort of uh, as the relationship is developed, as the the sessions have gone on, but it it ends in something that feels a lot more concrete than you would expect. You know, right. when you, I was <laughs> right, crying right. when I got done. And it's like, what just happened? Yeah. You know, like. But you're thinking about things that really matter, and yes. and then um, again with with a with a good coach, then you take those things that you've sort of discovered or rediscovered that matter, and and then like you're saying, you begin to apply those so they're not getting in the way of of what you want to do or who you want to be. Is that fair? Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, my first reaction to that is like reminding folks that if we keep doing what we've always done, things will stay the same, yeah. you know? <laughs> and so being willing to try things that allow you to get out of a different habit of, of thinking is always going to be beneficial. Yeah. Right. And it requires that willingness to, to just try it on. And, and I think usually in a coaching relationship, and I was clear with about this with you is like, I'm just going to be trying, you know, throwing sp spaghetti to the wall and seeing what lands and what doesn't land. Right. You know, the best coaches do that. They challenge and they say, let's try some stuff, yeah. you know, and some things will totally resonate and some things will totally flop and that is okay. But we are going to try some different right. things because we need to, you know, turn the ship around or whatever it is, or we need to help you. So that's usually my sort of framing. 
Um, and what I have learned over the years, and I'm still trying to even describe this to my family, because my family can be quite skeptical. My dad is a, a really successful neurologist, right? He's um, a brain doctor. Sure. <laughs> and he finally was like getting it. But in the beginning, he was so skepti skeptical. Um, but when, when I think what's what's been the hardest to kind of help describe to people is that our our brain is not the only intelligence center right and the second i say that people go what yeah. <laughs> but like we have so much intelligence in our heart and our emotions in our intuitive body yes. and and we just sort of let that go numb right and if, but if you think about about it our our cognitive brain is is reinforced to constantly be in uh, fight or flight mode if it is in fear yeah right and if we overexert that limbic brain we are going to just end up in circles just trying to scan for danger and keep ourselves safe and so how do we disrupt that right yeah and I, we have to go ahead I'm get sorry, into Jen. our body and in our emotions in a different way and, and get back to a place that helps us feel safe yeah i, I was amazed at i mean it, one of the great things to me about <clears throat> having a coach is that there's there's someone else there that's um, you know on your side, and they can help you see yep. things that you that you might not see. And yep, you know when what you're talking about how all these things are connected, man, I you know I will I will work myself or worry myself. I mean, like you said, so many different angles right so physically emotionally um into fatigue and yes the common you know the common response without without some either extra perspective or a little bit of help is like i'm just so tired well it's like you know there's a lot more going on there right you know it's not just like if i can i just make it through this week right or just push through and you know, with um, with someone to help point out, like, man, your your body and your emotions and your heart and your mind, all these things are contributing to how you're moving through life. Yes. That was a big eye opener for me. And not that, you know, you, you, it's like, yeah. it's almost like surface level. Like, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But when you are experiencing it and you have someone say like, hey, this ain't working for you, you know, um, it's really powerful, <laughs> right. you know. right. Because all you want to say is like, I'm tired yeah. and stressed and like one more week and then here comes the vacation or the weekend or whatever. But like, that's no way to, to align your life in a way that, that has meaning and purpose. Sorry, again, uh, yeah. coaching tangent. It's so, it's, no, it feels really revolutionary to say, you know, like, let's get out of our head yeah. to solve this. I still, every time... I, I ask people to like stand up with a get in your body or you know take three deep breaths. Like I, I feel that little inner critic voice going, This like, is so yeah, woo woo. You, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I still am so programmed and reinforced to think that the only way through is to solve this analytically. Man, I'm and so, so bad at that. Yeah, you know? you're right. And 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 I, I think it's it it's uh yeah, it's a revolutionary act to be able to say, I'm not going to let my my mind try to riddle me out of this one, and I'm going to try to to let my heart lead. I mean, if you've ever been on an amazing like vacation or like 
you're on the dance floor. You're like on an epic bike ride. I was on an epic bike ride today in <laughs> Seattle. And like, you feel so alive. You're physically, you know, aligned with yourself and you get these like incredible insights or you just have this perspective. Like you're sort of tapping into that intelligence center that I'm talking about. But when we are, if you've ever like, you know, huddled behind your computer for hours on end trying to like find an answer and we're like in that analysis paralysis low drain you know mode of thinking there is no opening yeah <laughs> there is no access point to genius in that place right. so we have to literally just get outside find some fresh air and and get yourself back into um a different way of being so that you can find a way forward. And that still, to this day, feels woo-woo coming out of my <laughs> mouth. And it is the very thing that makes the difference. Yeah. And so we're all kind of, everyone in this country is, is, is reckoning with that. Like, how do I find a way to let that be my new system? Yeah. You know, we're all sort of um, in, in a battle, I think. Sure. If someone was um, considering uh, looking into coaching or hiring a coach, what what advice would you give? Because, like I said, I mean, you you hit Google the Google with a life coach or career coach or whatever, and this, I mean, it it, it could be a mess, you know. What advice would you yep. give someone who wanted to find a good coach that could help them or work with them? I don't think that's there's a perfect database or system out there yet. Um, so, oof. Jennastarkey. Well, there's a couple of good good places to look. Jennastarkey.com. I could give you some. Jenna M. Starkey. Jenna M. Starkey. Actually, Jenna Starkey Sorry. is taken. Jenna M. Starkey. Um, yeah, reach out to me. I could give you some ideas for sure. You know, um, I really love the muse platform so the muse is a career coaching platform but a lot of those coaches are also just personal coaches like me um and so they're actually having a 15 percent uh deal because it's cyber week cyber monday week until december 8th so you could get a discount and explore the coaches and like go find those coaches and then go to straight to their website and read a little bit about them and see um if you're interested in like career coaching, they would be a great fit, but perhaps there are some life coaches on there as well, like me. Yeah. So that's one place you could look. Oh man, there's not a lot. So I have a friend who wrote a book called The Quarter Life Breakthrough. Um, I just, I just read that. Smiley yeah, Paul I just Kowalski. got done reading that. Oh yeah. my God. No way. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he, he's a- Of course a, he's he your friend. Is a friend. You're such an extraordinary guy. <laughs> Golly. He is doing big things right now. He is doing TED Talks all over the world talking about um, like fulfillment, fulfilling work and um, the way that millennials uh, show up in the workplace. And anyway, he is so, so, so smart. And I think it was like three-ish years ago when he wrote that book, his editor asked him to create a database of coaches. Yeah. So it's on, if you go on my website, um, you can find it, but okay. it's probably a little outdated there, but there's like 50 awesome coaches uh, on that website. Okay. 
Cool. I'll so, we'll put it in the show notes. Quarter Life Breakthrough Coaches. Quarter Life Breakthrough And then other than that, other than that, LinkedIn is a good place to look. But, but you know, um, there's an opportunity there. But yeah, but, but, for sure. uh, and, and this can be a little bit, um, you know, painstaking if to do it, to do it too often. But when you narrow it down, m- most coaches offer a free conversation and you get a feel for how yes. it will go. And so it's not like you have to sign up for anything blind. Um, so that's a good, that's oh, a good exactly. route. Exactly. Every, yeah. Exactly. They, they, they want to, and coaches really genuinely want to help. (laughs) They're helpers. They love just exposing people to the power of coaching. And so, yeah, most do offer free consultations. And if, and if they are not the right fit, they will not be offended. I'm never offended when somebody says, I don't think we're the right fit. I'm like, okay, okay, let me send you five more other coaches who might be awesome. Yeah. Right. It's not a competitive field, which is cool. Yeah. Um, uh, By the way, this website is Smiley, pause, Smiley, his name is Smiley, P-O-S-W-O-L-S-K-Y.com backslash backslash coaches. And there are a bunch of awesome coaches. Awesome. I I love that you're friends with this guy. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we co-work together in San Francisco. Um, (laughs) Okay. uh, So you mentioned the Enneagram um, work that you do. Um, can you, t- can you talk a little bit more about, um, what that is for the people who, who might not be familiar with that? And then what else might be on Jenna's horizon? Hmm. Yeah. Well, I told you that the Enneagram is what initially inspired me to want to be a coach. So it's very much about a part of who I am. And for a while I kind of like let it go quiet because I, people didn't know what it was. And I just wanted to be a, a credible coach. That's why I got my ICF certification. But what I've realized is that the Enneagram is um, people are really intrigued by it. And especially in the corporate world, they're starting to look for Enneagram coaches. So I started to bring it back out of the shadows, um, especially now that I have this certification. So I will do workshops for small, medium-sized teams. And that's really, really fun. And I've got some awesome materials that I um, use to support that work. But I also have been doing some... And I also, I mean, I, I did the Enneagram with you yeah. in um, at the beginning of the program to kind of get in the same page vocabulary-wise with our motivations and blind spots. Um, but I will also do like typing sessions for people if they are curious to figure out um, more about their motivations and blind spots and personality. Um, so that's there. I, I'm not sure. I've, I've thought a lot long and hard about doing some like online courses for the Enneagram, but I kind of just like the in-person stuff yeah. more. So I'm letting that be what it is. And people have been reaching out, which is really, really cool. Um, what else is there for me? I, I now have an, uh, an office, which is really fun. Oh, I've cool. done a lot of like remote coaching, video coaching for bulk of my coaching career. But I love meeting with people in person so I have a new office downtown and I've been kind of sharing the space with other amazing healers and um, coaches and uh, entrepreneurs and so we've been sort of like finding new uh, awesome workshops to help people connect with themselves so like goal setting workshops or you know there's a wide variety so Really collaborating with other professionals has been really energizing for me. Um, let's see. And then I also, uh, I work with 
some other platforms. So the, the Muse Career Coaching is one of them. Um, I do like mental health coaching for Lyra. And then I've also been doing some executive coaching for really like heart-minded CEOs all over the world. Wow. So I really, um, really have been having a blast just sort of letting invitations come to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and people are resonating with my message around fulfillment and, and sort of like the audience doesn't matter to me anymore as long as the person is really curious about, again, all those things, aligning their life to their values for fulfillment, um, curious about their own unique motivations and willing to roll their sleeves up and, and, and try some different things on. So, so basically you're just kind of what's yeah, up for me. Man. Um, and, and back to the Enneagram real quick, I, I feel like for someone who might be, um, you know, curious about sort of the content that you're talking about, but not so sure about yeah. the coaching, that's kind of yeah. a, a really good, like dip your toe in and see what's going on. Um, yeah, it feels like to me, I mean, I know you can do, I know you can do quite a bit online on your own, but having someone I can speaking from experience, having someone, um, that's got some training or at least some experience kind of talk you through those things is really, is really yep. eye opening. It really is. It really, really is. Um, yeah, the integrative Enneagram is, I think the best online assessment out there for for this kind of thing um there's there's a ton of research that went into making sure this assessment is accurate yeah. so there's a lot of times where people get frustrated as they will go online and do like free assessments or cheap assessments and they're like i don't even know what i am right. anymore i could be this and it could be this it could be this i don't really know and that this particular assessment is just accurate and then being able to work with a professional can can just help you understand what to even do sure. with it, right? Yeah. What I like about <laughs> like, it is like, it, in comparison to some others that you might do online, it, it, that you know, you're like, okay, yeah, I knew that. Like, it's very surface level. Of course, I'm that way. But the Enneagram, again, especially with someone who can talk you through it, there's like some pretty good depth there. And then you start talking about it, you're like, oh, you know, that's why, or I should be avoiding yes. that, like, or I should, you know, I should be aware of this, or here's some stressors or this is why that bothers me. There's a lot more depth to it than right. just sort of pointing out that you're an introvert. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's very dynamic. The whole point of the Enneagram is to figure out what, what coping me mechanisms we have pigeonholed ourselves into, right. right? By the age of like five, six, seven, we define a way of being in the world that helps us get love, security, validation and then it stays with us our entire life but what the whole point of the enneagram is saying is like we are we are so much more than that coping mechanism imagine if you were able to let go of it what is possible for you so it's actually once you find your type it is the window to step out of yeah so you can become more of the other types and i think that is really unique and i think it's it's cool too because a lot of you know i work in uh, the big tech cities in San Francisco and in Seattle. And um, a lot of those companies are like really resonating with tools like the Enneagram because guess what? Humans are dynamic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we cannot just be defined by introversion, extroversion, sure. and then call it a yeah. day. We have to be able to understand how people 
shift and change when they're stressed or when they're motivated or when they're in teams or when they're isolated or when they're energized or drained. We just need to have more. Yeah. Man. Jenna, I feel like I, this could be, we, maybe we need to do a, ver a session too. This is like, this has been great. <laughs> and, um, I feel like honestly that I could talk for another, another hour. I would love let's, that. Let's, let's do plan a part, on two. part two. I would be uh, honored. Cause I, I'd really love to dig in more to the, um, like how people are actually using that in, in corporations, the Enneagram and anyways, yeah. uh, I could go on, but yeah, let's, uh, if you're up for it, we'll, we'll do a session too. Um, hundred percent. would love The, that. uh, the, the concept of this podcast was built on, you know, the tagline is, um, you know, extraordinary stories from ordinary people, um, just like me and you, but I, I, I really do do think Jenna you're you are extraordinary and you're doing um some really extraordinary things so it's been a a pleasure to um to have gotten to know you through coaching and uh to now call you a friend and uh to have you on the show so thank you so much for um sharing your light with me and with our guest today likewise Brian and I really just want to take a moment and thank you for bringing your light to me it has been such an honor to know you. I've been so deeply inspired by all of the things that you have been up to and are creating, and you just have the biggest heart and so many gifts to give to the world. So anyone who is listening to this and knows Brian is so lucky, um, and I just am excited to see what else you continue to create, and I'm just honored as all heck that you reach out to me for this. All right. Thanks, Jenna, and uh, we'll Thank talk you. to you next time on session two. Sounds All good. Right, take care. Bye. Today's session of Extraordinary Joes is brought to you by The Tent Guys. In addition to the beach business, The Tent Guys also offers tables, chairs, and tents for your next small event, backyard party, soiree. Please reach out to The Tent Guys at www.thetentguyssi.com if you're looking for a tent, table, or chairs for your next event. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.